What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Code X podcast. As always, my name is Jamie, and with me this week, Tim Morse. Obviously, we are missing the mortal SK. Um, he's doing things in a basement that I can't even explain right now. I guess uh, it would be illegal to mention. Yeah, he's he's working on a, I think either a series about a series right now, uh, one of his other thirty-seven thousand scripts, or uh, for the man who has everything and nothing. If you watch his latest mail call. Well, you know what I think he might be doing uh, instead of being here today? I think he's taking a day of reflection to sit with his three PDF awards. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just sit around with them and just just look at them. And enjoy. All, all, Man, I can see, all I can see is him awards. laying in a bed of them, just like <laughs> in a montage setting, like just bunch of photocopied best director, best uh, series and best best writer awards best all actor. over the place. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when you cast yourself, it's pretty hard not to put yourself as best actor. Uh, I but auditioned. No. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> I never got a call back. Um, <sighs> and I work with them. But no, guys, we got a fun show for you here today. Light news week this week. We got yeah. two bits of news. Uh, we have the Thor Love and Thunder second trailer that did just come out. Yep. And Daredevil series is in the works for Disney+. Plus. Absolutely. So we got that for you going. We got our works. We're going to give you a little bit more of a behind the scenes aspect of what we got going on here at Codex as a whole. Um, obviously, a topic of the week, which is which sidekick really grew into their own unique character. Mm -hmm. um, and as always, the top three comes from comic character of the day. Guys, if you have not had a chance yet, go check out their Facebook group. Great community, great people. We're even in there. So you guys can come talk to us anytime you want and in chat if you guys want to right now. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the best game ever invented by me and Tim originally, <laughs> do you know, which usually ends in a zero zero score because we both don't know anything. I think you're going to know one or two of these. I, 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 think, you I think you got better hopes for me than I've had in my entire <laughs> life for myself. Jamie, I always have hopes for you on do you know, because you shine through sometimes. What is this? Don't worry <laughs> about that. Don't don't worry about is that, that. space balls. <laughs> Uh, yes. <laughs> Hello, President uh, Scrooge. Yeah, and we have stemming out of Infinity Wars, Infinity Warps, a Rack Night one and two review coming from me and Tim. Yeah. Um, next week, I believe we're doing Hawkeye one through four. So, guys, be ready yes. for that because Sunny will be back and hopefully better than most days. <laughs> so, on to the news, guys. Thor Love and Thunder trailer number two dropped this past week if you guys are seeing this it went out i believe tuesday i think so if you're seeing this on youtube um i'm gotta say like i'm actually excited for it i didn't think i'd be excited for a fourth thor film in any regards he's the only one to get his fourth actual film in a yep. row um not counting obviously uh falcon as captain america now or spider-man homecoming with uh iron man Batman and Robin, yeah, <laughs> right, um, yeah. <laughs> but no, it the the whole trailer, it took a lot from the beginning. We got uh, Gore the Butcher of Gods. Mm -hmm. um, we finally got to see him. Yeah, and Christian Bale 
does look cool. A lot, I've seen a lot of heat from people saying it's not comic accurate how he looks. When's the last time we've ever seen anything specifically comic accurate in a film that we can be like, yay, this is this is him. This is perfect. And what if anyone says Hugh Jackman, he's not, Wolverine's not six foot. What wasn't comic accurate about <clears throat> Gore? Because the pictures I've seen, uh, uh, just, just looks the pretty close. way he looks, basically, from what I was reading, there's a couple different lines on his face. There's somebody that will always nitpick. But I do, one thing I did love about this trailer, and everyone doesn't really seem to understand, is there's a lot of humor in it. Yeah. But the humor comes from a place of disaster, I, I feel like, from Thor. Mm-hmm. The guy, the guy should have went for the head. He didn't. Um, he put the whole world on his shoulders as king, too. Failed. Uh, lost his hammer. Guys, I taken out by his sister. Followed a no. raccoon everywhere to try to help him <laughs> get uh, Stormbreaker. And now he's trying to find his way after giving up Asgard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my defense mechanism usually is sarcasm and comedic activity as well. So it's great to, for me to see that kind of portrayal from a hero trying to level themselves with what they've been through in a certain kind of energy. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, Jane Foster too. Oh my God. Looks fantastic. She um, looks jacked. Like her workout routine, whatever she did. And everyone cool. was saying CGI arms. I'm like, I no. don't care if they are or aren't. She looks great. You can see pictures online of uh, on set, like, like people that snipe pictures and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Those arms are hers, guys. She worked mm-hmm. hard for those. And any of you couch commandos that sit there and say it's all cgi go up to her and say that and see what she says challenger to arm wrestling right and the one thing that i noticed in the trailer is she's always in costume which i noticed that too there's a thing about that and in the and i'm hoping it's comic accurate to that extent is that in her run of the mighty thor she was suffering from cancer and every time Mm. she would have chemo and take on molnir Molnir would take the chemo out of her to release her body. So every time she went back to normal form, she was weaker and dying quicker. So if that is that play, I'm going to be in love. Right on. Okay. See, I was unaware that I never read that run. So it was a fantastic run. A lot of people didn't really give it a lot of uh, second tries on it, but it was a fantastic run. I think that was during a time of transition for me in comic books. That might have been like right when I was going out or Mm -hmm. just a time when I wasn't really loose on what I was taking in. Right. So, Tim, thoughts, man. Like, dude, I'm excited for this. This looks great. It looks funny. Uh, There there's looks to be a lot of uh, some seriousness in there, too. And if it's anything like Ragnarok, uh, I I think it's going to be fantastic. Ragnarok was a great movie. Uh, It it brought Thor out of his franchise obscurity from the Mm -hmm. dark world and really pumped him up to to a top spot, a tent pole position. Uh, and now moving forward with Love and Thunder, bringing Jane Foster in as Thor, Christian Bale as the, the God Butcher, uh, and all the characters from Ragnarok that we loved and enjoyed are in here too, plus the Guardians. I mean, Ravager Thor, uh, he looks hilarious, looks amazing, looks wonderful, and I can't wait to sit down and watch this. I'm super excited for it. Yeah, <clears throat> and you know we're getting more news too. We got a you know new trailer, and 
the premiere of something we've already seen that's coming back out again, but on Disney Plus. So, Tim, why don't you take that away for us? That's right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Daredevil uh, has a series at Disney Plus that is in the works. And this article is from The Hollywood Reporter, and it is written by Boris Kitt. And his headline reads, Matt Corman and Chris Ord, who created the spy thriller show Covert Affairs, will write and executive produce the series. Now, just to give you a little tidbit of what he has to say, uh, The Man Without Fear is back as a series after several teases of characters from Netflix Daredevil show in its own content. Marvel Studios is finally moving forward with the Daredevil series for Disney Plus. I am beyond excited about that. But the one thing I'm really excited about is that it goes on to say that uh, Matt Corman and Chris Ward obviously have been tapped to write an executive produce a series that will be notable for being the first of the Netflix Marvel shows to get a new and listen to this, but continued series. So what that means is that the stuff that took place on Netflix is not erased. So the stuff that took place on Netflix is canon, which means that the Punisher exists. And now it's officially like more so than before. Luke Cage is there. Jessica Jones is there. Iron Fist is there. They're all there. So all three seasons that took place for Daredevil are officially canon in the MCU. And this new series is going to take place after those. That has me beyond excited. The only reservation I have is that on Netflix, they were able to push the boundaries, so to speak, uh, and really blur the lines between uh, PG-13 and R or TV-14 and MA. I don't think they're going to be allowed that kind of flexibility on Disney+, Plus, but uh, on the same token, those series are MA series on Disney+, Plus already, so it gives me a glimmer of hope that they might not be that restricted, right? Because Daredevil's a gritty, ground-based hero, and and that kind of lens needs to be put on the series. You know what I mean? We need to see him get the snot beat out of him. We need to see him come beaten and broken and battered. We need to hear certain things, and we need to see certain other things in a series. And even if they're restricted, I know that like with series like uh, Moon Knight, that pushed the boundaries a little bit. And Oscar Isaac tried to get an F-bomb dropped every other word. And Disney was like, nope, you can't do that. Um, I don't think they'll push it that far. But with what they did with Moon Knight, that gives me really high hopes that even if they're restricted to normal TV 14 ratings, that it'll still be really, really awesome. How do you feel about it? Well, first off, in that regard of the TVMA kind of thing, um, if anybody who has not been living under a rock for the last couple months, once Moon Knight was coming, uh, there is parental controls now on Disney Plus, which gives the ability for you mm-hmm. to watch those certain shows and not to. Yep. Well, that actually did happen with the transition with Daredevil and Punisher and so on mm-hmm. and so forth coming on. Um, I don't have any fear of it. I, I really don't. Um, if there's parental controls there for a reason. It's at the parents' sake yeah. and foresight if they want to allow their children to watch that or have that on. That's totally up to them. But now that we have that on there, I feel like it's just going to keep continuing to be the same thing that it was before. Yeah. Um, 
I'm really excited to have the whole cavalcade of cast back. Uh, Everybody. Yeah. Even they're going to do iron fist. Finally justice. I feel like don't recast. I feel like he played great. It was just a bad script on their part. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I God, having Punisher back. I I'm okay with, I'm not going to say I'm overly ecstatic because John Berthel never really liked him as an actor too much, but in that, yeah, he, he had that emotion. So I was, I was all in for that. Um, and it being a continuation, I couldn't think of anything better. If you were going to restart it again and just kind of use like the blimp, the blip as a practical, like, Oh, this is why it's restarting, you yeah. know, or the multiverse crashing and them coming in as that aspect. Yeah. And starting new. I There's think all kinds be, of different roads. They could, I take. feel like that would be a horrible scapegoat in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, but with them just continuing and being like, no, this is where it's going to, you know go from i think that's a fantastic idea because there's a lot of people that did love those shows on netflix mm-hmm. and there's still a lot being of one of them and there's still being one of them as me and re-watching some of those episodes because they were just amazing yeah. especially the defenders i did defenders got a lot of bad defenders was great defenders. well yeah that my thoughts yeah definitely keep it going uh i can't wait to see the whole cast back together again especially jessica jones yeah. um hopefully a hellcat uh, miniseries spins out of this because we were promised that yes. and then it fell through but yeah that those are that's my idea that's in the works for that you know nice but speaking of our works tim tell the fine ladies and gentlemen out there that are watching right now what we got going on behind the scenes of code x obviously well, sonny's not here to talk about all the things he's doing i'm not gonna guess so sorry sonny whatever you're working on i'm happy for you Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you haven't noticed on the YouTube page, some thumbnails have been added. Uh, That's because this guy is hard at work uh, behind the scenes creating those things. And they look awesome. They look amazing. And hopefully they will entice you to click on them and check them out and enjoy them. The review thumbnails are my favorite. Breaking the code thumbnails. I love the Codex podcast thumbnail. I am thoroughly excited about too. So that's really And cool. I took that picture from that over there. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, so the Codex Station YouTube page is getting just a little bit of a facelift. So now there's all kinds of cool thumbnails and you don't have to see Jamie look like this and me like that this. was the worst thing ever <laughs> i noticed that more and more i was like how depressed can one person look every thumbnail and it was i was always laughing in every episode i'm always cheery yeah and it would always just catch me like <laughs> like jamie's had enough or, or like <laughs> or my favorite <laughs> like i just couldn't couldn't <sighs> get past every single one of those thumbnails anymore i'm like i'm tired of looking at me being upset couldn't win for losing no uh dark knights of steel number three just came out four five and six are on their way right after that is deceased that is uh the script for decoding panels is being worked on as we speak well not right now but before and after this episode yes so that is on its way uh Breaking the Code is fast and moving along. We're going to have Tone Suka. He's the other co-host on Codex After Dark. He's going to join Jamie and I on Breaking the Code this Friday. So that's something you're going to want to check out. Topics have yet to be determined, but if you watch, you know they're always good and it's always a wonderful time. Sometimes we get top sixes instead of top five. So if you guys want to go check that out. Or top 5.5s, yes. Like a one and a half (laughs) shot doesn't count. 
so yeah be prepared for that guys it's always a great time to sit down and talk comic books and get uh differing opinions and viewpoints and especially on our top fives uh where they're subjective ladies and gentlemen and if you don't like the ones that we choose and you think that other ones should have been in there by all means put your top five in the comment section don't just hit the dislike button and not tell us why Tell us your list. Put it in there and let That's us know. That's part of this community. Let us know why we're wrong. We're right. Exactly. So let us know why we're wrong at yep. the same time. Exactly. Dislikes are dislikes. People aren't going to like things. Likes are likes. People are going to love things. But if you don't tell us why, we'll never know what we can do to change. Uh, but beyond that, uh, Codex After Dark, we're going to have polls coming this week. Jamie, do you have polls to show? Because Next I week. will. Okay, then I'll have stuff to show. I'm sure Tone will have stuff to show, too. And uh, as I'll, I'll always, scrummage around some of my working <laughs> titles. There you go. And you know that we will have great conversation for you on a Saturday night, too. So if Jamie doesn't have to go to the bathroom 15 times, I didn't uh, last week. <laughs> I held it to the end and then ran away. It was gone for like 15 minutes. Uh, if, fine. You, if you feel like having an existential crisis, go check out Sonny's mail call that just came out. I don't uh, know if crisis is the correct word. <laughs> Sonny was like having this, a crisis. This, this should be the death of comics. Like, if death of justice, like this video is for you. Like, if you want to no. ever have a problem with someone opening a package in their life yeah. and potentially ruining a comic, check out that. Movie. Oh my god! You will laugh in the process. It was a great one. No comics were injured in the making of this mail call. I promise you that. Oh geez, go check it out, guys. It, it's it's a blast to watch. Uh, more reviews are on their way from myself, lot more. from Tone, from Kristen. Uh, she hasn't disappeared. She is in the middle of some COVID right now, uh, but uh, that's going to be over soon. Or, okay, Co COVID. Or, Got it. I had to yeah, sound it out. The beer virus. Um, the corona. Yeah, that's right. Uh, two limes, please. Thank you very much. And uh, two ibuprofen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyways, uh, more reviews are coming. Jamie, is there anything I missed? Yeah, I'm going to be doing reviews too, guy. Oh, yeah, Jamie too. In addition to doing the editing and the directing and the thumbnails. And, and running the shows. <laughs> the motivation and all that other stuff. Jamie is dipping his toes in the reviews as he has done before. What are you going to review? Well, me and Tone are going to be reviewing Last Ronin from right. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, both of us have differing differing opinions on the ending, so you guys stay tuned for that when that comes yeah. out. And I'll also be doing Batman Beyond from the New 52, the full run. Ooh, that's coming up. nice. How many that's issues the, is that? 17. <laughs> nice. I, I think I'm going to do everything that I, and honestly, from here on out, anything I have that I've already read, I'm going to do a review on. So even if it's a full series of 52 issues, Right I'm not I'm not going to go on to every single issue, but I'll give an overview and kind right of give my grade at the end as of what it should be. Yeah. So so, guys, if you've been paying attention, we're kind of branching out, not not leaving boom, but doing boom Thursdays in addition to uh, reviews Codex from reviews. other companies. Exactly. So yeah. it's going to be an overall and, and it'll we, still be boom Thursdays. too. And we're taking reviews for you guys from the channel themselves, from previous podcasts and taking the review so that yeah. way you guys can watch a shorter uh episode basically of the podcast but it's just a review so yeah, that way yeah. you guys can get your guys' little entice there on the reviews if that's what you're into awesome that's there strictly for you and we have all of them probably till the end of the year 
Yeah, there you go. So lots of stuff on its way, guys. And and once again, we are nine away on YouTube from the big 100. We want to get there so desperately and we can't create enough fake accounts to do it. We need your help. Yeah, they max me out. <laughs> and we need you to go ahead and subscribe to YouTube on Twitch. We are trying to get to 50. We're at 31 right now. So we are 19 away. 19 more, you guys. Just hit that follow button. We're on every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. So, yes, and sometimes randomly because we got nothing better to do with our lives. That's right. That's right. And I we'll mean, I all, really don't. And we always got uh, uh, streams of decoding panels coming for you right here on Twitch and uh, streams of uh, past episodes and things like that. All kinds of different stuff. I might bring so. back the gaming on Memorial Day and have a full day of it. Ooh, ooh, we'll see ooh. how I feel. Right on. Okay. I might have one too many COVID drinks. <laughs> Jamie, that's all I can think of for our works, unless there's anything else that you can think of. Not at the moment, but I can tell you there's another topic we talk about, and that is our topic of the week, guys. Yeah. And again, all the answers in here for the top three are brought to you by the comic character of the day. Guys, go check out the Facebook group. Again, great community, great people. You have us in there, chat with us, chat, chat with the admin in there. Uh, we got three different ones, Dan Sale. Kevin, all of them are great tones in there as well. So yep. is Sunny, if you guys can catch them. Um, but yeah, definitely check them out. And for our topic of the week this week, we had which sidekick really grew into their own unique character. And mm -hmm. for the top three, in no particular order. With number one, we have Christopher Rex Cycle. Uh, he says Troya. Okay. Uh, Jeff Fiegel. I'm hoping I'm saying his last name right. Um, Dick Grayson Nightwing, and then this one just surprised me, and I was like, That makes sense. Uh, sorry, Christopher, again, if I pronounce your whole name wrong. Um, Christopher Dalbum Larson says Ben Riley, right on. Okay, so guys, as always, thank you for putting out your answers there. Um, if you guys want to be included into the top three, all you guys got to do is join Comic Character today. We post them weekly. Um, throw your name into it when we post and your name most likely be picked at one point or another. So guys keep answering. Absolutely. So Tim, who yeah. do you think is the most unique character to come up from being a psychic? So, uh, I mean, like, like I really struggled with this to try and pick some, uh, a character or two that, that were a little lesser known, but, I but I, I, I couldn't do that. The, the two that just kept coming back to the forefront were Nightwing and Winter Soldier. Um, so, I mean, Dick Grayson, Nightwing, you know, the first Robin, uh, he, he is so far separated from being mm -hmm. Robin now that he is his own unique character that has his own fan base and, and everything. That That is the perfect representation on dc's side of a character that was a sidekick that went to become something of his own and and that's perfect on marvel's side winter soldier i mean bucky from what he was in the 40s and then what brubaker did with him bringing him back in that whole epic storyline that turned into one of the greatest marvel movies ever made uh, yeah, I mean, th those are the two prime examples from the big two that I can think of, of characters that were once sidekicks that became their own unique personalities. 
and great choices. Uh, it was hard for me to make a decision on this because mostly my brain goes towards Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had to pick two, one from each respective area of the big two, mm-hmm. um, first one for DC, I go with Jessica Cruz because okay. realistically, after everything that happened um, within New 52 Justice League, when they got their own title for Green Lanterns, mm-hmm. it was kind of like a buddy cop with her and Simon Baz, but Hale Jordan willed their rings for them. Nice. So technically, it's like a sidekick. They're learning at the same rate mm-hmm. as going forward with it. Um, Marvel, I'm going to go a Honey Badger. Hey, right on. She really came into her own in Dark Ages, even though that's an alternate universe story. Right. And the biggest aspect for me was just like that portrayal with even like Weapon X or X-23, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, every story that she's in, whether it's just gold to me. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, it's a growing character. I don't know if we're ever going to get like a, per, like a solo series from that. For Honey but, Badger? Yeah, I would, I would actually enjoy that. I'd read a six-issue mini on that. I'd love 100%. to read that. Her and Deadpool running around. Yeah, just doing frantic, nonchalant things. <laughs> yeah. Just doing silliness. Right on, man. Those are good picks. Those are awesome. Yeah. But yeah, no, going into uh, stuff we kind of know, but we want to find out if Tim, do you know? Uh- do I know? Probably not. Do you Me know? Either. Maybe. Nah. <sighs> and okay. as always, guys, before we start, do you know if you are in the chat right now, please do not post the answers. We can both see them. Wait till the end to tell us how wrong we were or how much we don't know with the comic book world. Um, usually that's the case. So you can badger us later. Right. Uh, what's the order today? Is it me or you? You start this one off. Okay. All right. So. Uh, my theme today is crossovers, uh, and that oh, man, I lost. has to do with this wonderful guy behind me. Mm-hmm. So with crossovers, let's go ahead and go back to the beginning, shall oh, we? Oh, no. Jamie, do you know what the first official crossover with Marvel and DC was with characters? With characters? Mm-hmm. Oh. First official. Spider-Man, Superman. That is exactly right. I was just going to say it doesn't matter the order of the name. Yeah, as long as it was was Spider-Man, Superman. Yeah, the the official name of the title is Superman versus the Amazing Spider-Man, and that came out in 1976. But Jamie, yes, you got yourself a point. And that came in, and that also comes out in an oversized comic too, as well. Yeah, one of those ones where you feel like a five-year-old holding the book. (laughs) Yeah. Reading a golden book for the first time. Well, all right, Jamie, you're starting off pretty good. Yeah, so far we're going to see how the rest of this goes. Um, But mine kind of pertain to the two characters that form that character behind Tim right now. And also one that is a crossover aspect too. Okay. So first question, true or false? Do you know if Mark Spector has a child? (sighs) Uh, I'm going to say false. You are correct. <laughs> um, the only, and it was a trick question because of the fact that in the Bemis run, I come to find out Mark does have a child, but it's Jake Lockley's child with Marlene, not his own. Wow. So, okay. So, so 
technically the body of Mark Spector has a kid, but body Mark of Spector three. Has, right. Mark Spector himself does not. That's wonderful. That's cool. Okay. Question number two, sir. So sticking with Marvel in DC, we know that they since Superman and the amazing Spider-Man, there have been many crossovers mm-hmm. with their respective characters since then, but do you know what single character is owned by both Marvel and DC? It's the okay. only character ever created, and they own it. Well, Captain Marvel would be the name because they both owned it at a point. There's one character specifically that is owned by Marvel Hercules. and DC. Hercules, no. Uh, the the answer is Axel Asher or Access, and he first appeared in the uh, company crossover Marvel vs. DC or DC versus. Marvel. I call it shenanigans. I think Hercules in both. Nope. Axis is the only character that is respectively owned by either one. The name Hercules, the name Zeus, you can't own that. You can own the you likeness can. of the character you create. You but- can own whatever you want as long as you put money in it. But DC has their own Zeus. Marvel has their own Zeus. But uh, the only character that is owned specifically by the two is Axis. Okay. We're gonna, we'll are gonna go with that. Okay. I, I beg to differ. <laughs> we but don't okay. have a judge to rule. Yeah, no. Sonny's not here to tell us we're both wrong and he not know either. <laughs> um, so my next question. We all know who Peter Parker is. We know uh, Uncle Ben as the father mm-hmm. figure. But mm-hmm. Tim... Do you know what is Peter Parker's parents' names? Uh, 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 Richard is his father and Mary is his mother. Yes, correct. Yeah, <laughs> you might, you might win one this week. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. I was like, what are they? I knew these are going to be the first two were going to be a little <laughs> easy. I think the third one's a giveaway. So I think you might have this this week. That would be nice. I haven't had a do you know in quite a while. So, well, I feel bad. I figure I throw you a couple bones. <laughs> well, I don't feel bad enough for you to throw you a bone. So I know. Uh, here's question number three. Jamie does all the work and has no play. <laughs> you have one point so far. So there is a chance that you could tie. <laughs> okay. Now, moving away from Marvel and DC, but staying with company crossovers, we know that other companies, independent companies, have crossed over together, and we know independent companies have crossed over with the big two. Uh, But do you know what company crossover did Gen 13 make their debut? Oh, my God. Valiant. What is the name of the crossover? Valiant and Image. Those are the companies, but I'm looking for the name oh. of the crossover. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Generation Now. Is that your answer? I, I bleeding. Yes, it is. It is incorrect. The companies are correct, but the name of the crossover is Deathmate, and the specific issue that they debuted in was Deathmate Black. Gotcha. Okay, That's so yeah, one point for debut. Jamie. Yep. Tim automatically wins, but we're still going to give him this last question because <laughs> I still don't like him. Um, uh, I will take it. We know because you won either way. Um, <laughs> so we all know Stan Lee's prolific long life with Marvel. Mm-hmm. But do you know what is the name of the series that Stan Lee wrote for DC Comics? 
Oh, it's uh uh give me a second. It One. is it's over. No. Thank no, you. No, no, no. <laughs> uh Stanley um Stanley re Stanley imagines. That's what I'm gonna call. That's what I'm gonna say. That's it. Yeah. That's your final answer. Yeah. Okay. False. Yeah. Um, it's you were right with the imagine part, but it's Stanley's just imagine. Oh, I was close. So was I with Valiant and <laughs> Well, all right, man. That's two points for me, one point for you. I will relish. Sonny's gonna Sonny's gonna call next week. Be like, oh, next week I gotta win because someone let Tim win. And be like, yeah, well, I had no choice. I am writing on my notepad in big letters, Tim wins. Yeah, the one notepad he's going to keep at the end of the year to make Man. sure that we know. Yeah. Uh, this is so I can keep track until the end of the year and be like, okay, so the full winner of Do You Know is uh, Sonny. And we'll get yeah, no. <laughs> well, we're going based on points. Based on points, not wins? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Point All right, man. That's what we said at the beginning. That is Do You Know in the bag. Yeah. All right. Well, with Do You Know out of the way, do you know what's next? Uh, yes, the wonderful review for yes. Infinity Warps. Yes, and as always, Tim is going to kick it off with the credits. So uh, we are going to do Infinity Warps Arachnite issues one and two, and the credits for that are as follows. Written by Dennis Hopeless, artwork by uh, Ali Garza, inks by Victor Alazaba, colors by Ruth Redmond, and letters go to VCs Joe Caramagna. So, uh, the, the best way to describe this, and, and I never, I didn't read Infinity Wars, so I was kind of tossed into the middle of this and that's exactly what it is mm -hmm. you're you're tossed into the middle of this world that has been created i think because gamora with the infinity stones right yes gamora is primarily issue three i believe it was three or four yeah. let me know in the comments um down below or in chat if you guys can um but yeah sorry with gamora and all the big primetime players were basically standing around her and yeah. Basically, Moon's like Moon Knight standing next to Spider Man. He's like, "Should I be? Should I be worried about this?" And <laughs> she's got the stone, and he's like, "Just stay next to me. We'll be fine." And Infinity Warp kicked off after she uses the stones. And yeah, that it's almost an amalgamation of the characters from uh, was it Soldier Supreme to Iron yeah. Hammer to Arachnite. Um, I believe it's uh Scarlet. Oh, is it not Scarlet Witch? Uh, I forgot. It was the X-23 and Scarlet Witch crossover. Yeah. But uh, but the story kind of throws you into the middle and uh, you you come to this guy here. Uh, and I can't remember what amalgamation of the names they used. Was it Mark Parker or or Peter Spector or something like that? Or was yeah, it? Yeah, it was something yeah, along those lines. Something like that. But the, the point is, is uh, all the powers of Spider-Man with Moon Knight's abilities too. And uh, even the personalities and, and they all have their own unique personalities. But the thing is, is over the course of the two issues, you, you follow Arachnite as he goes through his day to days and uh, his best friend, uh, Harry uh, and his dad, uh, mm -hmm. like this version, I'm just going to call him Peter, uh, which I believe is it's still name. Peter Parker. Yeah. But uh, he runs a company uh, and Harry works with him but 
Harry knows that he is the Arachnite, and each one of the personalities has their own motivation, but it all stems from the night that he became the Arachnite when his aunt and uncle were killed, and he was bitten by this green goblin monster thing. Uh, and over the Almost course like of the werewolf. Yeah, and over the course of these two issues, it's about an adult Peter Parker who still has to deal with the crisis that took place for him to become who he is, the multiple personalities, and all of that stuff. And it is just an amazing adventure from first page to last page. And I was so mad when at the end of the second issue, it's like it's getting ready to gear up for a third and it's like, nope, that's it what (laughs) but uh but no it was great it was great the things that you you loved about peter parker and the things that you loved about mark specter and even norman and harry osborne and their respective villains the green goblin and things like that and werewolf by night all that stuff it's all thrown in together and it was all written very very well by dennis hopeless and the artwork that was done by uh, Ali Garza uh, complemented it very, very well. And I got to give a big shout out to Colors, Ruth Redmond, because oh, yeah. her work on that really made the book pop. And even though you're kind of thrown right into the middle of this world and you only have two issues in those two issues, uh, Dennis, the writer, does a very wonderful job of giving you an origin, a present day, motivation, and even a pseudo ending, kind of. But I mean, it all plays out like a typical Marvel comic book would play out. And it leaves you at this cliffhanger at the end, and you just want more. And I know there's one more book that has him in it, but I don't think it continues that particular story. So with that being said, uh, I had a lot of fun reading this. Uh, As soon as you recommended it, I'd never heard of it before. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll check this out. And I loved it. I read it. And in one day, I I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this. It covered a lot of ground, like I said, in two issues. It didn't make you feel left out. It made you feel very much in the know. Because as soon as you got started, you went through the motions, went through the paces, and it was very easy to follow and it wasn't confusing at all. Uh, So with all that being said, uh, the writing, I give a solid 10 out of 10 because of that aspect, because of how well he did throughout the two issues. Uh, Top notch, 10 out of 10. And the artwork gets a nine out of 10 for me, not because there was anything to nitpick at, but uh, it's just like those, well, maybe it's, it's like those little inconsistencies that, that just right. can't bring it up to a 10. So overall, 9.5 out of 10. This was super fun. I'm glad you recommended it. And I would in turn recommend it to anybody that wants to read something that you don't have to be super invested in, but can get a lot of enjoyment out of. That's a, it's a higher score than I thought you were going to give it, honestly. <laughs> um, I figured it'd be high, but I didn't think 9.5 was going to be yeah. your realm. Um, I loved it. I loved it. I and I love the book too. I like you alluded to earlier, the aspect of how well the colors and the art just blend together. It made the book for me. And that's one thing I, I'm not gonna forget is seeing the Arachnite for the first time mm-hmm. and just being like, that's a character I want to get into more. The like, suit and it works, man. It works. Yeah, and that that was the biggest thing for me was like, I want more of this. I'm invested into this now. Yeah, you know, and yeah, it didn't pan out the way we expected. I was hoping for like a solo series, something else world title after the fact. 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, we didn't get that. Um, but yeah, just having both elements of Peter Parker and Mark Spector at the time, Peter Parker had his own business in his solo book. Um, so we kind of trickled that in. We had yeah. the uh, Mark Spector split personality disorder or the DID um, that worked in. We also had both their origins kind of coming into one with the werewolf by night, yeah. um, the bite, all that. And to me, it was just a, overall, it's just a fun filled book i think all of them are but this one was the top for me i like i said it, i can't rave about this two these two issues enough as far as what you're getting yourself into and i think you said it perfectly where it's like you can jump into this and just be like perfect you know yeah I mean, you, you, don't, you don't have don't, to know anything it'll reference the infinity war in there as well it has a little editor's note saying hey check out you know infinity war yeah. issue whatever issue i said earlier insert here um for more information but just being a solo two issues, it works perfectly by itself. So my grade, I give the writing a nine. Mm-hmm. I give the art a nine, but I'm giving it 8.9 overall. The only reason I'm saying that is because of the fact that this should have been <laughs> an ongoing series. You know, I, I want to give it a nine so bad. I want to give it a perfect nine. But at this rate, like, I really eight, eight, eight nine should eight nines where I'm at. I really struggled with cutting the writing down because of that. But but I don't think it was his fault though because no, like no, it's get, not. You get two issues and, but if and Marvel. If you're listening right now, Aragnite needs to come back out and make an appearance. Yes, in at least a twelve issue maxi series. Spider Verse. Bring him in, in the, that. No, bring him in. That was a wasted opportunity. Yes. Just saying. Marvel, add us. Give us some creative control (laughs) here. We can help. Absolutely. That's DC, I'm still waiting for a phone call, by the way. No. So, Jamie, I give it a 9.5. You give it an 8.9. Those are great grades, though. Those are great scores. And I just, it's not that, like, I'm I'm not being petty about it that we didn't get a series out of it. But the way it left you. You wanted more. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. As a consumer, as a fan, as everything else, that's how I felt the entire time. I still feel that way. I try to find anything arachnite. It's very hard and expensive to find. I haven't for. seen it anywhere. You have a Pop Funko, but it's out of this world expensive, and I want it. <laughs> I saw that. Like, when I was looking for pictures for my background, I was like, oh, cool. They got a Funko. Yeah. I didn't even look at the price, and now I'm afraid to. Yeah. But no, I got, like I said, so it's not like really a petty score. It's more of a as me being a reader, I felt yeah. like I was left out. Uh, I was yeah. left away from that experience that we could have had. You got to look through the window and they're like, okay, that's enough. Yeah, no one needs <laughs> to see this anymore. It was perfect where it was. Now you just screwed it up for everybody. <sighs> well, all right, Jamie, 9.5 for me, 8.9 from you. That wraps up reviews. What do we got coming next week when Sunny comes back? When Sunny comes back, we have volume one of Hawkeye. And it's a four issue many of his very first limited series. Um, I had these guys pick between that and absolute carnage and they picked that, which is fine either way. Cause then I'll just give them absolute <laughs> carnage the next time because there you go. that's how I do things. Um, but guys, I think we're going to be wrapping it up. It's a little bit of a shorter episode today. We had, we didn't have a lot of news. Um, obviously Sonny's not here to take the spotlight and not let us speak um, <laughs> on topics like last week. If you guys catch that episode, please do. It is up right now. PDF participation trophies. Go check it out. Absolutely. Um, but guys, I just want to say, you know, thank you all for who showed up. 
Uh, thank you all for still watching and always be kind to one another. You never know what anyone else is going through out there and even making someone smile can change the whole perspective of their day. So always be kind guys hit that follow button, subscribe, like this video guys. We are trying to build this community for you and we can't do that without you. So it's up to you to make it bigger. And as we keep progressing, you guys are, and I love every single one of you for it. So as always, I will see you guys in the next one. Right on, Jamie. And don't forget, guys, you can find us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, right here on Twitch, over on YouTube, on TikTok, and on our Discord. All you got to do is type in the Codex Station, and that is where you will find us. We are also on all podcasting streaming platforms. Once again, that's right. Once again, type in the Codex Station, and there we are. Once again, guys, my name is Tim. This wonderful guy over here is Jamie. We are missing the immortal Sonny Kruger. This is the Codex Podcast. We are the Codex Station, and we will see you next time.